Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. Guys, it's Friday Fire, episode number 51. Man, Friday, January 21st, 2022 already. It does seem like time is flying by, and it's actually the one-year anniversary of the show today. Um, Super excited about that. When I first started this show, I I always thought I'd keep going, but I never knew if I'd make it to, uh, to a year. Um, yeah, so we actually launched January 20th of last year, and uh, we have, we've recently uh, passed over 10,000 downloads, so uh, huge thank you for sharing the show, I really appreciate that. We've got, I think, over 50 reviews now on iTunes, so all of you guys listening that are dropping reviews, I really appreciate those. Please feel free to drop some more, but yeah, we made it, uh, we made it a year, so just imagine what's going to happen when we get good. I've actually got some massive things in store for 2022. I just don't have the uh, the contracts signed yet, so I can't share it publicly. But uh, some uh, some good good stuff on the way, all from this podcast. So thanks again for listening. So, anyways, um, Mondays we have some banging guests on the show. If you're just now discovering the show, please scroll back through that last year's worth of content. There's some amazing interviews there with some uh, some really really classy business owners, some authors, some sales professionals. There's a ton of good stuff to listen to. And uh, even this week, I recorded. Uh, you know, my guests had my guests have been amazing, and they just keep getting better and better. Um, this week, I uh, I've interviewed the owner of a uh, app startup that's worth well into eight figures now uh, from from startup. They've built it over the last few years. He had a fascinating story too. So uh, anyway, that's going to drop in a few weeks. And thank you again for uh, for all the love, all the shares, and uh, for helping us make it to 10,000 downloads in the last year. Now the, uh, the next goal is to do that in a month, so we'll keep going. Anyway, on Friday Fires, what I normally do is uh, talk about something from during the week, maybe something that I've picked up or a little lesson that I've run across in some of my consulting clients. And the one thing I wanna to touch on this week is why do people struggle to sell? And this is something that took me years to overcome. It took me years to uh, to get any good at selling whatsoever. Um, you know, and everybody used to say, oh, you, you make a great salesman, you've got the gift of the gab, as though talking somebody into buying something was the, uh, was the solution. And it all stemmed, I think, from the, the notion that I didn't want to come off as salesy. So I'm gonna pick on my friend now, he's a, he's a personal trainer, uh, and he's a good personal trainer, but he doesn't make his living personal training, he still has his day job. Um, and when asked why he doesn't make his living personal training, it's because he doesn't believe in himself enough to think that he's able to solve people's problems he still sees himself as somebody that has to sell his services. And he does not want to come off as salesy because he doesn't want people to feel pressured into buying a personal trainer. And it got me to thinking about the times when I've had to sell 
for a living. I mean, I still sell for a living now, but like really sell, like knock on doors. Like, uh, yeah, hello, I just wanted to let you know about the, uh, the, 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 the home safety inspections that are happening this week in your local town. And uh, would you like to sign up for one? We can walk you through this uh, complete home security system. Yeah, um, we've all done that. I mean, I had a, a stint at that in my late teens and in my early 20s. Uh, security systems, smoke alarms, vacuums, you name it, we've tried it. And all the time, it's, we were given a product and told to go and sell it. So the taste of sales stuck in the back of our throat it was a nasty taste we didn't like it because we had to go and be salesy we had to knock on somebody's door and ask if they wanted their carpet vacuumed for for free so you could show them how good your vacuum was and try to sell you a vacuum but you weren't solving any of their problems so there's been a massive shift in the adaptation of sales techniques over the last 20-30 years and Guys like Zig Ziglar were on the forefront of them. And Zig Ziglar said, if you help other people get what they want, in return, you will get everything that you want. And I probably badly butchered that quote, but it was a very similar to that, so paraphrased, I guess. And back in the day, when we were trying to sell things by force, that's when you felt like a pest. That's when you felt salesy. And I truly believe that it's the inexperienced and naive salespeople that are dealing with this because they've been trained by poor trainers with poor techniques. And when they get a little bit older and they do have a product to sell that's worthwhile, they have a service to sell that's worthwhile, they're so turned off from sales because the only taste of sales they have is still that nasty, nasty taste from when they were forced to go and knock on doors and try and sell burger alarms to little old ladies, right? Or when they were forced to sell Avon makeup to their friends. You weren't solving a problem there. You were trying to push a product on people that they didn't want. So that's where the feeling of being salesy comes from. I think it's from very poor sales training in the past and very negative experiences because you're being forced to sell a product into a marketplace that uh, doesn't exist. You're having to go and generate your own market for it. And uh, I think that's where feeling salesy comes from. It really does make you feel like you're being a pest because nobody likes to be sold. Like, I don't want to be sold anything. I just want to be left alone. Um, I don't want to be sold a, a car. You know, you don't like buying cars. Nobody wants to go to a car dealership because you know the minute he comes out, that fucking salesman's going to be yapping in your ear. Oh, well, you know, we can help with financing. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Every fucking dealership can. Shush. But they don't let you look, do they? Because they're trying to sell you something. No one likes buying a car. But... Everyone likes getting a new car. Hold on a minute. Nobody likes being sold personal training, but everybody likes being in shape. You see, nobody wants to be sold a fucking thing. This is where 
you've got to switch your mindset around. It's literally a 90 degree pivot in the way you're thinking. And I'll go back to the car example. Nobody likes being sold a new fucking car. They don't. It's just, you know what? These statements might be proved wrong in a couple of years. Um, the internet has really changed the car buying experience. But up until about the last three years, buying a car has just been not any fun. Nobody likes buying a car, but everybody likes getting their new car, sitting in it, smelling it, driving it off, the experience of the new car. See, people like to buy things that will solve their problems and that will elicit their emotions. And they like to buy them from people that they know and like and they trust. So in order for you to sell successfully, right, without it being like salesy and shit, you've got to move your mindset around. And first you have to serve your customer. You have to serve the people around you. You serve your clients. You say, what do I have that they need? Think about that. Why are they coming into my shop? How can I possibly serve them? What can I make their, how can I make their day better? And then what you do is you solve their problem. Okay? So you've served them. You've found out how their day can be better. Now you're addressing their problem. And then, then you sell. You serve, then you solve, then you sell. And I'm going to go over now a little bit of training that I have taken from Ryan Stoneman over at the Apex Group that I'm a part of. And it segues into this perfectly. The acronym is called CATCH, right? And this is why you're struggling to sell. You're struggling to sell because you are being salesy and you're trying to push a product. Whereas what you have to do is create a demand from the consumer. So CATCH is an acronym and it breaks down like this. The C is for clarify, right? The first thing you want to get out of any conversation with your customer is clarity as to what they're doing standing in front of you. You know, it could be as simple as what made you reach out today? or the dreaded car dealership line. So what brings you in today? But you're directing the conversation almost as quickly as it starts into clarifying what these people are doing in front of you. Because the quicker you can get to that, the quicker you can get to the conversation itself. So A is assign the agenda. You see, the quicker we clarify, the quicker we can assign. We can tell them what we're gonna do. All right, so I understand your problem. Um, okay, let's go back to personal trainers. Okay, I understand you're X pounds overweight, you're, you're, you're 50 pounds overweight, and there's a wedding coming up in six months that you'd like to get to, so that would mean in order to get to that healthily, we'd have to lose about eight pounds a month, and then you take them through. You just sign their mind to what it is that you were trying to do and A moves into T, where you talk them through the pain. And the job there is to go just a little bit deeper and find out a little bit more about if it's hurting them right now, if it's something that they need to get done immediately, or maybe there's a time window. 
ask questions about where it hurts. And, and remember, this, this whole process isn't about you, it's about them. And the more you learn about them conversationally, then you move on to the next C, which is close. So your job here when you close them is you present your product or your service as the solution to their problem, right? This is gonna take away your pain. This is gonna solve your problem. This is gonna buy back your time. Whatever it is that you've drawn out of them, you start to close them and then the final letter, the H, is to help them make a decision, okay? And this is how you kinda reinforce how you're gonna solve their problem. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe add a little uh, add a little something, sweeten the deal a little bit, or whatever it is. But this is where you get them over the line. So it sums it up very easily as uh, as catch there. You know, you clarify, you assign, you talk them through, you close them, and then you help them make that decision. And what I want you to keep in mind, it is no longer going to work if you try to force your items into a marketplace. The days of knocking on doors and selling vacuums surely, surely are something that's gonna get consigned to the history books. The new economy is service. And if you remember to serve your clients first, solve their problems second, and sell them the solution third, you'll go a hell of a lot longer on winning this journey than you will if you're just trying to force things into the market. All right, I hope that helped. It's all in your head. You're not selling, you're helping your clients to solve their problems. And on that note, if you got something out of this, please do me a favor, uh, run over, share the show, uh, write a review. And uh, yeah, thank you again for 10,000 downloads and uh, one year's worth of, uh, of shows on Podcast 10. I really appreciate you guys. That's it from me for today. As always, be good and stay safe. And I will see you guys Monday for another episode of Small Business Surgeon. Take care. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.